Hello and welcome to episode four of Self Love Success, a Body Posi podcast. My name's Nicola Pierce, and today we're going to talk a little bit about diet culture. So diet culture, what is it? Um, It's the belief in modern society that we have to be a certain weight, size, shape, and that we probably should try and achieve that by partaking in a diet, which would involve a specific plan, a way of eating, calorie counting, um, weighing of foods, weighing of ourselves, measuring our our bodies um, and, you know, sticking to a plan that will shrink us, basically, um, so that we can feel like we are part of society and an accepted, um, an accepted site for the people that we, we, we um, are among day to day um, out and about. Um, the the way I feel about this is that um, it is quite, I feel quite strongly about it because having been a yo-yo dieter for um, most of my adult life, um, I feel that we, we are, we're shown a bit of a raw deal as, as fat people and as thin people who have a little bit of fat, fat on them. Um, that we are made to believe that we are anything less than perfect and therefore we are to embark on a never-ending journey of um, chasing the, you know, that perfect body in inverted commas because, um, because society thinks that we don't look beautiful enough as we are in our, in our God-given body and as the weight that we are or the shape that we are. So about me, I've mentioned it in previous podcasts. I am a size 18. Most of the time, sometimes I'm a 20. It depends on what shop I'm shopping in because we all know that an 18 in one shop and an 18 in another shop can actually look very, very different. So um, I have three children. My youngest one is 12 and um, I still have my mum tum from then um obviously it's 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 um tightened up a bit and it's it's come it's come down to sort of like um a firmer kind of mum tum but I do have I have a kind of little bit of a middle tire and I had three cesarean sections so this means that um I as I put weight on what during my pregnancy and then I had these cesarean sections I was left with a, a pouch um of skin that hangs um over the cesarean section and down towards my private region. So this means that I am far from the ideal shape in society's eyes. And um, this also means that I spent a long time trying to fit into that ideal and lose weight so that my pouch shrunk. And so I could, I was chasing a flat stomach. That's what I was doing. I wanted a flat stomach and it was very, 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 very hard for me to achieve because I had this loose skin. Um, so I feel very strongly about diet culture, um, and we'll go into, we'll go into, um, a few of the ins and outs of it, um, during this podcast. And I'll tell you a little bit more about my experiences with yo-yo dieting. So my relationship with food, um, has never really been that good. Um, 
um, throughout my adult life. I think that as a child, I didn't really think really that much about it. Um, when I was pregnant with my first child, I indulged, I overindulged in um, KFC, Coca-Cola, chocolate. And then I um, went from being a size 12 before I fell pregnant with him to being a size 24 afterwards. That was a, a huge, huge change for me. And I immediately felt like a different person. I didn't like the way I looked at all. And my husband at the time was very, very, very accepting. He loved me anyway. It was all about me. I, I put all this pressure on myself because I'd ballooned in size um, between in, in the space of nine months. So I that was the beginning of my really, you know, the struggle that I had with with food and I, the beginning of my journey with yo-yo dieting. So the first thing that I tried was Weight Watchers. Um, and walking into this room of people is so extremely daunting seeing and, you know, everybody is um, there for the same reason, but everybody doesn't look the same. And there were people I remember seeing people in there who were significantly thinner than me and thinking, why the hell are they there? Then you have to go and get weighed. Then you have to, um, you know, learn about stuff and talk about food and share stories and recipes and things like that and it was like way 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 out of my comfort zone and I'm reading um, I've nearly finished this book I've been reading it for a while because it takes me a long time to finish books but um, I'm reading Body Positive Power by Megan Jane Crabb and she talks about the fact that in our society the only place that we have to talk about our bodies and our image and how we feel about our body image is at Fat Club, which we, you know, it is affectionately termed by many people. Like, Pippi, you go, you talk about how how you promised to stick to plan this week and you have to explain why, you know, oh, oh, you put on a pound and a half this week. Why do you think that is? Like, what do you think you did to make that happen? And you have to stand in front of all these people and say, well, you know... I had a takeaway and everyone goes, oh, she had a takeaway. It's just like, I mean, they don't, and it sounds really dramatic, but that's how it feels. You feel like every week is a Spanish inquisition. How dare you enjoy your food? How dare you have something that, that made you feel good to eat? And, you know, oh, poor you, you put weight on. It's just like a, such a negative environment. And um, I remember hating it. So I didn't go for very long because it, it just really didn't do me any favours. So um, I then I was overindulging again and eating the things that I enjoyed, put weight back on. And so it continued. Um, and the one time that I really, really managed to lose a lot of weight was because I was stressed and I was poor. My first marriage had ended and I had moved out of the marital home my children were staying with their dad um full time and I was very 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 sad and I went um I'd lost my job because I I had been so sad in my life that I had become a little bit of a liability at work um so I lost my job and then I was living on 26 pounds a week which is nothing um and so I I lost a lot of weight very very quickly and I went down to a size 12 from a size 20, 22, something like that, probably once my marriage had ended. So I lost a lot of weight very quickly, probably in the space of like four or five months, I lost all that weight. And I was like, oh my God, look at me. I'm so thin. I love it. And I was really, really happy that I'd lost all this weight. 
I, I was a size 12, I was wearing skinny jeans and I, I was wearing dresses again for the first time and I was like, oh look, I feel so confident because I'm so thin and, but in reality, I'd lost it in the worst way. I'd lost it through starvation basically because I couldn't really afford to feed myself. I remember turning up to see my children at my ex-husband's house and he would have to, he'd make me food because I couldn't afford to feed myself every day. Um, so it was a really unhealthy way for me to have lost weight, but I loved that I was so thin. How bad is that? How bad is it that I, I, I'd lost that weight in such a really sad way? And, uh, yet I was so over the moon that I, I'd lost that weight. So, um, for me, the, the, the achievement of, um, dropping the idea of diet and, um, trying to, um, adhere to the rules that diet culture lays out in front of us, um, I'm, I, I feel so free. Um, I, I, I wish that everybody could understand that um, dieting is not the, the way to fall in love with yourself. We owe ourselves more than a lifetime of trying to shrink our bodies to fit the picture that society throws down our throat every single day to tell us that this is the only way that we're going to be beautiful. So, um, yeah, it is something that I feel very passionately about. And um, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail to kind of like how people are cashing in on um, from us to thinking that they're helping us, trying to make us believe that they're helping us when actually they're just making a shit ton of money. So it's no secret that um, there are many, many, many companies who cash in on you know, people being fat and not liking it. It's clear. It's clear to all of us because we see it every day on TV, on social media, in Google. Google searches will bring up, you know, a multitude of, of diet plans or sup supplement plans or um, skinny teas, skinny coffees or, um, you know, diet books and regimes and Facebook pages that are, you know, that help online boot camps, you know, crash diets, 600 calories a day diets, 5-2 where you, where you spend five days of the week eating whatever it is that you want and then you spend two days of the week eating like 500 calories a day. People have reported on the 5-2 diet, people have rep reported feelings of leth feeling lethargic um, and um, having headaches and feeling like just that they've got no energy and no motivation because they are so low in energy on the days where they're eating 500 calories. No shit, Sherlock. Why are you doing that to yourself? Because you feel like you need to fit an ideal that's being shoved down your throat by society. You feel like you need to drop this weight fast. And yes, it does mess with our metabolism, possibly. I have never read the, the studies on it, but that's what they say. The, the way that you eat whatever you want for five days a week and you... you, you, you um, you eat five, 500 calories for the other two days of a week. It's not healthy. And it, it, and your body responds to it because it's panicking. It, it's like it doesn't know what the hell is going on. In my opinion, I don't think that it's normal. And there's people that are intermittent fasting. Um, there have been studies where people have um, restricted food. They've... Um, there's been a study on people having restricted food and people being fed. And this was during the war. So they could see the effects on 
um, psychology, the psych the psych psychological effects of starvation on soldiers who might be um, taken prisoner or or get lost in action or you know find themselves fending for themselves, and the people who were um, involved were all fit and healthy at the beginning, and what they did is they they fed half of them normally and they starved half of them um, and as the days went on they were losing their faculties they they were they were lo losing focus they couldn't they couldn't um, achieve the tasks that were being laid out in front of them because their bodies were starving and they lost weight very very quickly and this to me is what people choose to do in modern day in a safe world in the Western world where like really we are free to do what we want and eat how we want, people are choosing to starve themselves so they can fit this ideal. I do not understand it. I don't get it. I just don't. And there are so many people that are that are advocates of intermittent fasting and it makes me, I couldn't imagine doing it. How, why are you putting yourself through the, all those headaches and all that tiredness? And why are you still going to work? when you've not had anything to eat in the morning and you're literally just living on water. Whatever happened to breakfast is the most, most important meal of the day. What happened to that? Where did that go? How are you supposed to get on with anything if you haven't got any energy? Oh, but your body uses the energy that it's got stored in its fat reserves. Well, whoopee-doo, guess what? You still need to eat something because that's not enough energy to keep you going. So it really makes me feel... It perplexes me how people are starving themselves deliberately so that they can fit an ideal that actually, for some people, is impossible to reach and maintain. And you're never going to maintain it. Who's going to starve themselves intermittently for the rest of their lives so they can maintain this this weight? It just it, it baffles me completely. Like we should be we, we're very lucky to have resources and food. And I think that I think that. For people to be in to, to be in a position in their mind where they feel like starvation is the option, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. That's what diet culture has done to us. That's what it, that's what it is doing. It's pushing us to starve ourselves literally, so our bodies go into starvation mode and start and they and it uses our our fat reserves to keep us going for that day. It makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely zero sense to me. Um, I lost a lot of weight when I was, um, after my, the end of my first marriage, I lost a lot of weight very, very quickly because I was unable to feed myself. I was living on 26 pounds a week and that didn't get much, didn't get me a week's food. I was eating very little and I dropped five dress sizes in about five months and that's not healthy. And I don't, I can't understand why people choose that. I cannot. It was awful. I was hungry all the time. And yes, I did lose weight. And I looked at myself at that point in time and I was like, oh, my God, look at me. I'm a size 12. Now I love it. I was wearing all the skinny jeans and my tummy, you know, my mum tum, the little pouch that I've got at the front, it was smaller and I loved it. But you know what? As soon as I got a job and I started eating again, it came back because that's what the problem was, is that I'd starved myself. My body wasn't working properly because I'd... I didn't have any, enough money to feed myself and people choose to do that. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Wow. I really don't get it. But um, you can probably tell it's something that I feel 
quite passionately about because I, I think that for us to respond in the way that we do to all the people that ram this down our throat and make money off of us week in, week out, year in, year out, and really and truly at the end of the day, we need to accept that we are not all meant to be that shape of the size of the girl in the magazine. There's a a saying that I've seen and I've said it before, you will never look like the girl in the magazine because the girl in the magazine doesn't even look like the girl in the magazine because they photoshop it. We're trying for an, an image that doesn't exist. They make it look so with modern technology. So it really, really grates me that we are still pushing it on on people so aggressively that they have to follow these diets in order to feel like that they can fit this ideal and lose weight and be perfect when actually everybody is perfect exactly the way they are in their own little way um more on this in a minute so another thing that um i notice is that um, I use on my Facebook I use the word fat a lot I refer to myself as a fat girl I like to refer to myself this way I've taken ownership of this word Um, it was a word that I hated and I despised and I didn't like being fat when I uh, you know in in previous years and and I and I use the word a lot I do and people sometimes turn around to me and say you are not fat you carry fat which is fine if that's for some people they feel more comfortable describing it that way but for me I spent so long hating that word that I um, absolutely decided to take ownership of it once I fell in love with myself and that's the descriptive word that I use to describe my shape so I am a fat girl in my eyes and I'm happy with that absolutely but since I've been using that word on my social media more and more and more, I'm seeing on my on my timeline because, you know, our phones are clever and algorithms are such that when we type in the word fat, we are going to be shown things to do with fat. And most of the things to do with fat on our phones are diets, diet plans and things like that. But one thing that I'm seeing a lot of, you know, those big, massive shorts they're like, they're like cycling shorts with a really high waist that goes right up to under where your boobs are. Super tight, super uncomfortable, but they give you such a perfect silhouette. You know, I used to wear things like that and I would never, I so in the summer, I used to wear my, my pants, then I used to wear tights, then I used to wear um, these big, huge knickers that went to underneath my boobs to hold in everything I didn't need to wear tights but I wore tights because I was afraid that um, my legs would rub um, and they were so uncomfortable I, I I could never eat what I wanted to eat if I was wearing them um, I felt so uncomfortable they used to roll down and I but I did it because it gave me a nicer silhouette because I was wearing tights because I didn't want my legs to rub and where I wore my tights, where the elastic sat around my waist, there was a lump. There was a bit of a muffin top. And so I used to wear the hold me in knickers to hide the muffin top. So uncomfortable. I cannot even begin to explain. And they're still selling them. They're still selling them. Like how, how are, this is what we're doing. We're spending money on this, this shit that they're telling us that you can only wear this dress if you wear these big knickers, these big shorty tight things 
that hold you in and spread your fat out in a really even way so that you can wear that dress. Just wear the dress. Like the what I, I the breakthrough for me came when I was like, there's no hiding that I'm a big girl. There's no hiding that I'm a big girl. Everybody can see. I can wear two pairs of these hold me in knickers and everyone is, everybody can still see. I'm a big girl, but there's no getting away from it. Um, and we're still doing it. People are making so much money from our insecurities. It is unbelievable. And it's not just in the shape of Weight Watchers and, and Slimming World and all the little plans and supplements and ideas and fads that we pay for. But in the underwear department of every single clothing store you will find these humongous disgusting tight things that go up to your boobs that are completely unnatural and uncomfortable that ironically we will be wearing on days like trips to weddings meals out parties in all the places that we really want to be able to relax and enjoy ourselves and um, feel comfortable when we eat so if you're full if you've ever worn any of these pants right and you get a full tummy at a meal you got no chance. You are going to spend the rest of that evening in discomfort because where the hell does your belly does your belly swell to when when you've had when you've put food down into your stomach and drink down into your stomach and you've got these big tights on that hold you in? Where is your tummy going? It's not. It's, it is not comfortable. And we do it. We do it. People do it, and it drives me mad that there's still that people just. Do you know what? I, I wish that people could just not, just not buy them. I, w- I want people to realise, look at themselves in the mirror and say, yes, I've got a lump there, but I'm, I'll be damned if I'm going to wear these gigantic shorts because somebody else doesn't want to look at my rolls. You know, I'm going to go out tonight and I'm going to wear this dress and if I've got rolls, then so be it, but I'm going to be comfortable and I'm going to, you know, enjoy my night you know, if I could bottle the way that I feel about this and sell it and it made people realise that they are wasting their money because they're no, it doesn't, it just masks it. It just, it just covers it up. But then when you get home and you take it off and you look in the mirror, you still don't like the way that you look. So what have you done? You've just spent, you've just spent an evening feeling kind of like you kind of look okay because you've worn these things and you've done your makeup and your hair and you're wearing that dress and it looks so much better granted because you're wearing the thingy you feel like it looks so much better but you come home and you take those off and you look in the mirror and what do you see you see the same person that was there before you put those gigantic knickers on and do you like them you don't because you're masking it you are masking it it drives me crazy. We are being ripped off left, right and centre for the sake of reaching an impossible ideal. And it, it just drives me absolutely bonkers. Um, I think that because I spent so many years begrudgingly wearing these things uh, that I, I still can't believe that I'm seeing it. And people are so quick to snap them up. Ladies. Own your lumps and bumps. You are beautiful. You need to understand that it is normal to have these little creases in your skin and, you know, cellulite and little rolls of fat. You know, the thinnest girls on the planet still have rolls when they sit down sometimes. You see it on Instagram all the time. They'll pose and they'll look perfect and then they'll relax. And then you can see they actually have rolls, but they 
they they know how to pose to make themselves look perfect. You are perfect the way that you are. You do not have to squeeze yourself into tighty whities that come up to under your boobs. You do not have to spend 50 quid a month on a diet fad. You do not have to put yourself in front of a a, a, a room full of other dieters to explain away why it is that you've put a pound on this week and you don't have to make excuses for why you had that extra piece of cake at your granddad's birthday party you don't have to explain why it is that you felt the need to eat chocolate when you when you you know you just walk past the bourbon buttons and you just the bourbon buttons and you just wanted that little sweet fix you don't have to explain that to anybody that is your body you eat what you like and everything in moderation is is the way that I kind of, I like to go. I think that um, there's nothing that we should be denying ourselves. Somebody said it to me today. I was at work and I told somebody I had had, um, I had had a sandwich with chips on the side for my lunch. And he went, oh, chips. And I said, yep, chips. He said, oh. I said, what about chips? He went, they're not very good for you, are they? I was like, well, good job I don't eat them every day then, isn't it? I said everything in moderation, like I can eat whatever I want and I do. I eat what I want when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm full and I try and vary my diet because I don't want to get bored of eating the same thing all the time because let's face it, that can happen. That is exactly what it is. I cannot even believe that we're being demanded, uh, you know, commanded to... um, to uh, to as grown-ups as well I'm really on a rant now aren't I (laughs) as grown-ups as adults who have the right to make our own decisions we are being told what to do by other people and the thing is is that what people don't realize is that if I wasn't so strong and if I wasn't so secure and somebody had said that to me maybe five years ago oh chips not very good for you are they that could trigger me that could trigger me into a diet an unhealthy diet an expensive diet a gym membership that I'm never going to use, um, more tighty what I used to hold me in, you know, that one comment because that one person thinks that chips are bad for me, no shit Sherlock, they're, they're, they're deep fried, there's some fat in there, but you know what, it's a vegetable, it's one of my five a day, I never understand why potatoes aren't one of the five a day, I will never, that, I'll never get my head around that, I don't think, um, I fully understand that I've been on a, on a complete rant about diet culture today. It hasn't been a structured podcast. I felt like I was just going to go with the flow. Um, so bear with me just a second. I'm going to compose myself and then we'll have a little goodbye. Okay, I'm calm. I'm calm. Um, I think I've managed to get across the way that I feel about diet culture and the hatred I have of people cashing in on our hatred of ourselves um i think that it's a damn shame that it's 2019 and we just cannot get past the fact that people are cashing in and destroying our self-esteem purely to make a buck um it drives me mental my message to you ignore ignore it just ignore it all you know you know your body listen to what it tells you eat when you are hungry don't starve yourself if your body's telling you you're hungry it's telling you that for a for a reason you need to feed it and if you want to feed it with a salad or if you want to feed it with a big fat pastry or a pizza then you eat what you what your body tells you it wants did you know that when you 
stop restricting yourself and you start allowing yourself to eat whatever you fancy, your body may at first decide it wants a lot of all the bad, you know, the bad foods that you've been denying yourself. Side note, I don't think there are any good foods or bad foods. There's just food with varying nutritional nutritional values, maybe. So you're, you, may, you may binge. You may binge. Um, and um, that can be a little bit scary for somebody who's been looking at themselves in the mirror and trying so hard for so many years to not binge and to not eat these things that are deemed unhealthy and um, bad for us. But you know what? You will get past it. Your body knows. You will eat all the all, all the things that you've been denying yourself, but your body will get to a point where it just doesn't fancy them anymore, and 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 you'll start you know wanting other things. So I went I went through a phase of eating a lot of chocolate, a lot of chocolate, um, but you know because I just stopped restricting myself. And I started listening to when I was hungry, what I wanted. If I wanted sugar, I ate sugar. And the sugar came in the form of chocolate. I ate a lot of it. Now, maybe two years after I stopped restricting myself, I might eat chocolate once or twice a week. And I don't even eat that much of it because it gives me a tummy ache now. So I don't. I just don't do it. It's just got to the point where it doesn't agree with me in large amounts. So your body knows. It knows what it needs. It knows when to stop. You just need to listen. You do not need to restrict yourself. You do not need to spend, you know, pounds and pounds and pounds on diets, tighty whities diet cooking books, uh, online boot camps, all these things that are, you know, the supplements that are being sold, the skinny teas, the skinny coffees. You don't need any of that. What you need to do is start listening to your bodies, understanding that you deserve to eat and you deserve to feel happy when you eat and nothing that you put into your body aside from people with allergies diabetes and all the obvious things that can cause problems um what you put into your body is not going to hurt you and you you are going to find yourself eating comfortably feeling comfortable and at a set point weight that won't go up and it won't go down it might fluctuate a pound or two here and there but that's what will happen and the pressure is off at that point the pressure is off. You don't have to rise to the bait anymore. You don't have to spend that money. Try and meet that ideal. You work on you and you feel comfortable in your own skin and happy because you can eat that pizza or you can eat that cake or you can eat that humongous salad if you feel like it. If you don't feel like it, there's no pressure. It's all about you. Love yourself enough to give yourself what it is that you fancy. Please. Um, I, feel, I feel we'd all be so much happier if we just didn't rise to the bait of the fat cats who want to get us thin. The irony. Oh my goodness, there's such irony there. I'm going to call it a day. My name's Nicola Pierce. This has been Self Love Success and you are amazing.